Happy 50th, everybody. 50 fucking episodes. <laughs> oh, God, we are wasting our lives. Yep. <laughs> the waste of my life didn't begin and end here. <laughs> this may have been a supplement, though. No, seriously, how did we get here? Someone should have stopped us. All obligatory jokes we've been making for the last 50 fucking episodes. episodes. 50th episode. I guess, yeah. (laughs) Fine, Jeff. Correct my math in the middle of a rant. Fine. (laughs) That's the the professionalism they've come to expect out of us. You are correct. But yes, welcome to a in no way special 50th episode of the Wicked Awesome cast. Woo! I'm Charlie, joined by Jeff and Alex. They have gamer tags. You should know them by now. 50, 50 episodes. <laughs> 50 what? Shades of Something Wicked Studios. There you go. That's the gay porn company we start if we fail. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that happens when we fail? Why do you have me doing all that preemptive work? The campster needs to have a built-in audience, Jeff. We have to seed. We, we I need thought Alex content. was on that. I never we seen this. It's all about that beard he's rocking. Right? We we need the content for vape.tv or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's what I that's what I stream Alex to. They're into yeah. the beards there. Camster's into pasty white dudes right now, Jeff, and I have exposure to the sun currently, so I can't <laughs> fulfill that role. Alright, I'll start working on content. <laughs> I don't even know what I'd have to do that. It's me, jumping rope. Wait, I don't have bosoms. This is rather uh, rather disappointing. <laughs> Why are you watching this? Why are yeah. people watching this? I'm a skinny white dude. I'm not even entertaining fat dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully dressed in appropriate clothing. Why am I skipping rope? Disappointment set to maximal. <laughs> so... I've always wondered if there's like room for an avant-garde camster account where it's like live stream of people doing mundane things that people are like, yeah, that's what I want to masturbate to. Some dude folding laundry and paying his taxes. This W-2 is misfiled. Yeah. So you you have the one guy who's like been hyper watching that. Wait a minute. He can't do his taxes two days in a row. Whose taxes are those? (laughs) Mine, potentially, because they're fucking impossible to do. (laughs) I love you, entertainment industry. I I hate you, entertainment industry. (laughs) Remember that one job you made $100 off? Yeah. Have a W-2. Mm-mm. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any expenses you'd like to report for that $100 job? Actually, yes. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. 
I have some expenses for a fifty dollars job. Whoa, 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 whoa! The Wicked Awesome Cast is not a source of tax advice or legal <laughs> aid or medical care information. I feel I had to make that disclaimer before we went down a weird. This is a really weird opening for our fiftieth episode, guys. It is. It is. But, uh, Neither have we played one on TV. Yeah. So, for any medical advice, just remember it's always lupus. Um, but and it's, as far as tax, always goes, Giardia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, How is your puppy doing? She's doing good now. She's, she's doing really, really well. She gained, dude. She she went. She gained like I think ten something pounds since we've gotten her. So and we've only had all, her for like almost a month. So all she's height? definitely getting up there. No, like wait, like because <laughs> we we found her. She wasn't like skinny skinny, but like you can definitely see like she was you know. emaciation. Yeah. So that's well, awesome to hear that she's getting. She's putting the weight on. She's definitely putting the weight on. She's definitely like become besties with my other dogs. So, oh, that's it's, perfect. It's, it's great because they keep each other busy, and it's like I don't have to come home to a dog that's hyperactive because he didn't have anything to do, or she didn't have anything to do. They just wear each other out. So, like I come home, I open the door, they run right into the bed and just lay down and sleep. So, <laughs> it's awesome. But uh, I bought one dog to counteract the first dog. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's, that's it's like that, yeah, that's exactly how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason we actually got her is because of that. So, um, well, uh, be, uh, sorry to cut you off on this. We're a video game podcast, God damn it! And as much as people <laughs> have come ex- come to expect us to get in the weeds, this is too in the weeds. Say, say bullshit! <laughs> this is a food podcast. Yeah, it's, like a it's food derailed podcast. for video games. <laughs> and today, today we're, we're it's a puppy cast for the fiftieth anniversary. Congratulations, guys, for our fiftieth cast. It's a puppy. a puppy cast. No. <laughs> <laughs> So we rot Charlie's insides. <laughs> yeah, this week's episode is labeled the puppy cast name Spike. I got to bust out my um cold dead heart joke about Girl Scout cookies today, so I'm already I've already been called soulless once, so no more puppy talk. Fair enough. How can you resist okay. the wonderful lore of Girl Scout cookies? Cause they taste like sawdust. But only well, people without souls think they taste like sawdust. There's an Invader Zim joke in here. <laughs> Eat the candy. Tastes like sawdust. Yeah, that's the sawdust. <laughs> yeah, I really uh, don't like Girl Scout cookies. Exact line goes. There's a there's a guy at work who's like the he's basically the drug dealer of Girl Scout cookies. Oh yeah, no, they work. all are. Yeah, well, no, like him specifically. Like this is this is oh, like no, a every office has that guy. Man. Every office yep. has that guy who's like hanging out by the copier. Hey, you want to buy some Thin Mints? I think yeah. I got a box left over. Dude, you he want? has people coming down to the basement where he's at, and they're like, "Hey, so I heard you guys have a, a Girl Scout cookie hookup." And he's like, <laughs> "Step into my office, please." Is like, a van in the parking lot? Like, so I heard you want to buy some cookies. No, he shelves them at work in the inventory room. Like, we have in computer. <laughs> okay, inventory that's room. a little fucked up in the best way. I did yeah. not expect Dude. that twist. Okay, okay, structure. So- no, like, I'm, yeah, no, I'm not even kidding you. Like, this guy, okay, so he runs the basement shop. So, like, the sodas and everything, the snacks, all that stuff, he runs. That's his thing. At the risk okay. of driving Charlie nuts, I have a really awesome story to follow this one. I'm a, this is the type of off-topic I'm okay with. <laughs> so, he, like, you know, the fridge, everything he stocks up, and he does good pricing on the sodas and all that stuff, so it's cool. But, like, you've got, sh- like, I have to show you pictures one day, but they're, like, drawers of, like, Pop tarts and cup of noodles. He runs an entire like mini market downstairs. Black market out of the pretty what are much. You buying? 
and that's just the food section. Do you section. have to, like, go... Is there, like, one toilet at the end of, like, the row of toilets you have to knock on a special way and then he answers? No, but it, it's just, like, a basement <laughs> IT area. So it's just a bunch of computer parts and everything lying around and then just, like, his cubicle area on the wall. Like, on, oh against God. the wall. So this dude runs, like, the shop. And so when it's cookie... The Girl Scout cookie season, he, like, immediately, like... He comes to work. He takes a cart, which we use to move computers around, loads it up with Girl Scout cookies from his car, brings them downstairs to shelves we have set up that don't have computers on them at the moment, and he organizes everything there. Like, today he was loading up a giant sack of somebody's order of cookies, like, and he was just like, yeah, you know, during my shift, he's going to head on up there and deliver these. A sack, the best increment to store things in. Except for piles. (laughs) Except for piles. So yeah, the dude has, like, shelves full of Girl Scout cookies, and it's because, like, so this dude is, like, 50, 60 years old. I am digging the story more with every detail you let slip. Or, like, uh, does he have, like, a Jaguar that sits in his cubicle with his stroke? And like, so you wish to buy Girl Scout cookies. No, 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 no. Well, see, here, here's the funny thing. Does like, he wear okay. a tracksuit? No, no. He's not, he's not Nikolai tracksuit. Nikolai side Did you listen gig. to last week's podcast? Of course I was listening to last week's podcast. <laughs> How was funny, <laughs> yeah. Nikolai? We haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. yeah, Nikolai tracksuit. Apparently, he he invented the snowmobile with the sidecar. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Like that. in your in your puppy drives the sidecar. Yeah, you don't drive so, a sidecar. Wonderful story invented for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I did end up stopping a couple Russian agents this uh, this past week, so I was happy about that. But so Excellent. this dude, like, okay, so this dude's like, you know, old guy, never been married, no kids, spends his money on two things and two things only: cocaine. And Guns suits. and strippers in Vegas. Are you sure he's not Nikolai Tracksuit? <laughs> that is sure. the lore I've established for what Nikolai sure. Tracksuit. I'm sure, but like, okay, so this dude is fucking awesome. Like, he's just very laid back, you know, like, goes he goes to Vegas at least two, three times a year. Like, As does Nikolai Tracksuit. And, and, and it's not because he like, necessarily wants to, but like, he's been there so long that they, they do the forced vacation thing, which is awesome. But, like, the dude, and, and I I wish, I wish that, like, it would happen now, but we don't do it so much anymore. But, like, this dude would go to Vegas, and in the middle of the day, he would call into work, and he'd be at a strip club, and he'd be like, oh, hey, here, talk to Jasmine. And he'd pass the phone to the stripper. It's pronounced Yasmine, first of Yasmine, all. Yasmine, but... yes. So, like, yeah, that's the shit he used to pull for fun, which was, I think, is fucking awesome. I... Like, but yeah, so he, he runs the giant cookie market right now. And so, because he has, like, two nieces who are Girl Scouts, so he basically, like, buys right. the entire supply. Nieces. <laughs> Definitely not the daughters of strippers he may or may not be the father of. <laughs> oh, he's mm-hmm. a proud supporter of single mothers. I... As have I been at certain points in my life, but... <laughs> But yeah, so like he 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 runs this in huge market, and so today I, I was walking by and he was loading up his giant Santa sack of cookies for somebody's order, and uh, I you know I had asked him, you know, oh hey, you know, just you still got girls' cookies? He's like, yeah, you know, they're gonna be sold out in a few days soon. So if you want to buy your share, let me know. And so the dude—that's a line he's telling you to move cookies. Well, see, here's the thing: <laughs> I got a box ha- left. Okay, so I don't know if you know this particular fact about Girl Scout cookies, but they have some region-exclusive cookies. Yes, I, we are spending way too much time on a story <laughs> about fucking Girl Scout cookies. You brought this 
up. I did not bring up Girl Scout cookies until Hey, and I have did. a follow-up story. I know. That's the scary part. <laughs> it's the 50th one. We got to let it ride. Come on. Apparently. <laughs> so, so he tur- it turns out he has, I don't know how he does it, but he has region-exclusive cookies that you normally can't get in yeah, Los Angeles. because he killed the dude. I, do, I, I, I blew my mind. Like, he has Seven lemonades. Seven of them flown in. Yeah. Like, he has the lemonades, which are the ones that, like, are... They're like the, uh, the uh, they're the, the the shortbread cookies, but they have the lemon frosting on the top, which you can only get in Orange County. So he's got huge stacks of those. Okay, that's as well. less impressive. He had like the like the Winnipeg exclusive or whatever, or some I, middle of I'm nowhere pretty state sure he is. Does. That would not surprise me. But the Girl dude has Scouts like, of America is currently operating in Winnipeg, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I got Canada on the brain right now. Yeah, fucking so, Jets. Oh yeah, how was the hate date? <laughs> We won. I know. But more on that later. Uh, yep, more yeah. on that later. So the dude is, like, pushing cookies right now. Like, it's his, it's his big thing. And so it's just amazing to watch. I think my favorite thing was one time somebody tried to move in on his turf. Mm-hmm. Somebody on another floor was like, oh, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies for my daughter. And he and killed he that kinda, dude with a pencil like Nikolai Tracksuit out, would. He, he went very Walter White, like, stay out of my territory. Like, <laughs> it's just, it was phenomenal. Like, nice. And, and then next, the following year, that dude stopped selling cookies there. Because our guy is the fucking number one cookie salesman at work. So You will not sell cookies. I <laughs> you, you, you like having thumbs? Yeah, you stopped selling cookies. <laughs> so Alex so, works with Nikolai Tracksuit, confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I work with Nikolai Tracksuit. So, time for the redneck version of this story. That was the so, redneck version of that story! Oh, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> All right, from your place of work, you got Girl Scout hustlers now, too? No. Time back to the, like, people um, moving food at work and whatnot. The tie-in worked a lot better ten minutes ago, but it's okay, I'm gonna tell the story anyway. We've moved on. So, so <laughs> talking to one of my coworkers today, he used to work at KFC... And KFC, like many other establishments, has very strict rules about employees may not take food home because they'll take it to work and start redistributing it for profit. And companies like KFC don't like people cutting into their, you know, taking a cut like that. Yeah, big chicken has thoughts on what you do with his chicken. I know, I know. Yep. So what my coworker's old boss used to do is he would take all the chicken grease left over at KFC... And apparently it's really good at attracting bears. So he would take this out into the woods and use it for hunting bears. Okay. And uh, said co-worker managed, or said co-worker's boss gave him something like 40 pounds of bear meat once okay. because of this. And he said it was fucking horrible. <laughs> bear is not good eating. I love bear. It's tasty. It's oily. Yeah. It's cook it right, but... Yeah. Well, his was, or the explanation was, bears eat pretty much any and everything, yeah. so your results may vary. You go for the more carnivorous type of bear, yeah. Like you're, you're probably getting the uh, generic brown and black bears in New Hampshire, and those no fuckers idea. like drink antifreeze and eat garbage <laughs> and fuck lawn gnomes. Like they're the rednecks of. They're bears. just really big fucking raccoons. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that can kill a guy, but yeah, they, they are basically just giant, dangerous raccoons. Like. Hey, um, you gonna fig- finish that igloo cooler? It- it's empty. <laughs> no, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah. So that was my tie into illicit uh, food dealings. Yeah, I. Or Colonel Sanders will cut you. <laughs> yeah. 
well, now, you, you touch the colonel's chicken, and, well, the colonel has ways of dealing with people that touch the colonel's chicken. <laughs> Boys, deep fry him mm-hmm. with the spices. He'll be That guy hunts bears. He's got a dead. gun. <laughs> he's, I hope he's got a gun. Somebody goes bow hunting bears is a brave motherfucker. There's an entire yeah. show based around that. Yeah, if, if he if he goes bear hunting with a bow, that guy fucks. It's, ac- like, it's actually easier with a bow. He's the bastion of the hunting world because that dude fucks. No, 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 no. Oh the guy God. that hunts bears with like surface to air missiles, as I understand it, is the bastion of the hunting world because well, OPS after shit. The, after the current patch, that sounds about right. I push a button in the safety of my German U boat, located <laughs> in a local pond nearby. <laughs> It takes two keys to do it, though, for some reason. <laughs> Nikolai, explain to me again why we buy bear-seeking missiles. Well, cousin, <laughs> Nikolai likes to hunt bear, but Nikolai is also lazy and does not want to mess up tracksuits. <laughs> so we hunt bear with missile. Safe distance. Safe oh, distance gosh. from splatter zone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm afraid to ask after we've covered this black market of Girl Scout cookies and bear, bear hunting meat. with missile topics, but um, <laughs> what have you two idiots been up to? Uh, I guess I, I guess I'll kick it off if you guys want. Sure. Uh, well, obviously last week I was not here because I was hunting with Nikolai Tracksuit. You don't the, hunt with Nikolai Tracksuit, you are hunted by Nikolai I Tracksuit. Hunting, yeah. I was hunting with, not hunting Nikolai Why were you hunting your fellow man? I was hunting with him. You are a James Bond character. Nikolai Traxud hates you and your kind. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so I went up James to the Bond mountains. James Bondian hero types. <laughs> I went up to the mountains, hung out with... Uh, I just needed to get away from work for a day because it's been kind of hectic recently. But, um... So it was nice to kind of go up there. The dogs had never seen snow, so it was nice seeing them like, what the fuck is this stuff? Oh, this is great! Oh my gosh! And they started diving into it. It was great to watch. That's typically that. what dogs do in snow the first time, yeah. Yeah. So, it was nice. Um, what else did I do? Uh, obviously, started up Overwatch right now. So, now that there's a new season, I'm interested again. So, I jumped into that. Uh, been playing WoW again. You know, like I said, I kind of got back into the grind, but I'm going to make an <laughs> Alliance character this time around. Why? Eh, I have some friends who play Alliance, so I figured... Kill nice those friends! They're bad people for rolling easy <laughs> mode. <laughs> Say your odds of meeting or running into George Lynch of Cannibal Corpse or no George Fisher of Cannibal Corpse are much lower on Alliance. Yeah, well, unless he wants to gank me, in which case it's at an all-time high. <laughs> but... Hello, I'd like to be killed by the guy from Cannibal Corpse. Oh, right this way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Please, right this way. But uh. Yeah, so other than that, uh, not too much else. Just kind of keeping busy with little things here and there. Uh, doing a little more streaming nowadays, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. It's always fun to kind of play around with streaming and all that. I got a couple new people who kind of showed up on my YouTube thing yesterday, which was kind of cool. So Cool. Yeah, and then, of course, getting ready for this Sick. weekend, because this weekend, for anybody who doesn't know, well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll already happen, but um, Extra Life LA is holding their 12-hour marathon over there, so... I'll probably be going over there and, you know, doing some gaming over there. I will be in no way part of that one. <laughs> I have other plans. Oh, well, I, I saw. Yeah, you're doing Mass Effect? Yeah, we'll talk about that later, though. 
I'm interested in seeing that. Oh, yeah, God, I saw yeah. the Facebook post. I'm stoked. Yep. It's a quick and easy way for me to not have to play the first one. Yep. Um. Yep. But yeah, that's pretty much that's Fiend for me this week. I guess I'll go next so I have a second to rest my voice before we jump into news. Um, chronologically, I guess, I've become to experience bullshit in For Honor. Uh, people are lag switching. I, the number of matches I'd be about to win, and then suddenly it's like, wow, my connectivity is shit all of a sudden. This doesn't seem correct. Has gone staggeringly high. Lame. Yeah. yeah. I had that happen to me recently, too. Yeah, but so in addition to that, I played a bunch of the open beta of Tom Clancy's Ghost, Re- uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and mm-hmm. I... I made a conscious decision to stop playing that at one point because I'm like, eh, I actually want to play this when it comes out, and I'm definitely, like, playing this game right now. But I think that game may be a little bit fucked when it comes out. Is it going to have the division treatment or what? No, it's it, that game is still very much, in a lot of ways, the game the division should have been. I, it's So, like, judging a game before it comes out purely based on the impressions I have of it so far, like... The game I want was take the second-to-second combat of Wildlands and put that shit in New York City. Like that, like, two shots to the head kills a guy kind of thing. Very tactical feeling. Like, yeah, maybe give me some powers on cooldown, but, like, really it's all about coordinated assaults and stuff like that. Uh Mm Uh-huh. But in a kind of cool urban environment. Like, that's really the game I wanted The Division to be with loot. And what I got was this game where it's like, well, I've sniper shot at this guy in the face 12 times, and he's at, oh, 80% health still. Great! Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wildlands fixes that with boss characters that, like, y- you put one shot in their chest. It's like, oh, God, I'm almost dead! Why are bullets so big? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's... So I, the issue that game's going to have is that, like, that game is infinitely cooler and better when you're playing with three other people in your squad as opposed to AI. And, like, without fail, every squad I joined this weekend was, like, me and two other people that were like, yeah, we're going to fucking do this. Like, cool, or we'll, we'll coordinate. And then there was always one asshole who's like, yeah, it's like Grand Theft Auto Online. And would just be like, how'd they detect us? You missed 12 sniper shots. <laughs> oh, Huh. And I'd be like, okay, I got this. Like, cover my ass. And the guy'd be like, oh, I'm dead. What happened? I fell off a cliff. Without <laughs> fail, every group I joined and had this one ass to the point where, like, every single extraction or mission we were doing in the open beta was me being like, okay, I'm going to throw this team on my back right now and get us to the chopper, which Numbnuts is hovering four feet off the ground right now so none of us can get in, which means he's going to last stand this shit till he gets bored and lets us in. Fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, without Joyous. fail. And th- that's going to be a real problem for that game because it's playable in single player. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a fine game in single player, but it's so much better with other people. Mm. Except for the fact that I... So there's, there's like, time two zones to the beta, and I started exploring the second zone, and then I proceeded to start breaking the game in a hilarious way. Which was... I suddenly started encountering these armored troop transports, not with enemies in them, 
just like parked in a parking lot next to like three other cars. And I'd be like, I wonder if I can drive that. And the answer is yes. And I have yet to encounter, I never encountered in that beta anything that could even scratch the paint of one of those fuckers. So my solution went from like trying to be tactical and tagging enemies to like finding ways to ramp those things into missions and then letting my um, NPC gunner just gun down everything in the mission. Be like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom, get myself a drink or something. I'll be back in five minutes. Oh, we, we cleared that mission. Great. I suspect this will break the game in hilarious ways that aren't super fun in the long run. Uh, but yeah, it's that game could be real cool, but it seems like it's missing some important parts, and maybe that's the beta, but that beta felt pretty fucking complete to the point where I think it's going to have some problems when it comes out. Like, down to the point where the same, like, I, I drive my tank car into a base, and they'd send reinforcements, and reinforcements were either, like, four dudes in a Jeep, or six dudes in two Jeeps. None of them with RPGs or, like, anti-tank anything. They'd be like, they show up with like pistols and start side shotting off at you, and you're like, "I'm in a fucking tank that I got from the parking lot behind this base." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I want that game to be good because it's kind of cool, but I suspect that given everything else that's come out in the last like week, mm-hmm. that game's mm-hmm. not gonna do super great when it lands. I mm-hmm. which. Which sucks, because that game could be real cool. Uh, before I get to my main thing, though, uh, as Jeff alluded, me and my girlfriend have a, a special moment every year. We have two of them. We refer to them as the hate dates. They are the two times a year the LA Kings play the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Ah. Specific, uh, um, while the one where the Kings play at the Garden is, for, is near and dear to me and my girlfriend, the one where they play in LA is far more important to us because... We can go watch them, which we did not do this year because we could not get tickets because okay. it was sold out in some weird way or something. But we did go a to a bar and joke. watch it. Hmm? As a throwback to long-term listeners, I can see with my eyes that you do not have an apartment covered in black and silver streamers. We did not do that this year, yes. She she chose not to decorate, mostly because we both have been going crazy with stuff and... This was on a weekday, like it was Thursday night was the game, as opposed to the weekend for the hate date. Uh, mm. So they also didn't the bees win. <laughs> oh, yes, we also won. We also won. Yeah, uh, we, where we are my were, black and gold streamers? <laughs> we were so hectic, we got to, like, Tuesday before the game, like, oh, shit, we should buy tickets. And I'm like, I can't afford these tickets. These are really fucking expensive tickets, and I'm not doing bleeds for this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a special game, unlike every other Kings game I go to. <laughs> But yeah, my dad was in town on top of that, so um, we did stuff. Uh, I think the highlight of that was we found that there's a place in L.A. that's like the white trashiest of driving ranges ever. Next time you're here, Jeff, we're going to it. Oh, God. It's a two-story driving range where you just, it's like, it's everyone that's terrible at golf trying to drive balls as far as they can with like six packs of beer just hanging out next to them. It's like, okay, I can waste an afternoon here. Is it like just a toilet that I get to sh- try and shoot a ball into? Basically, yeah. Mm. It's not quite that trashy, but it's like 
no one there is good. Like, there's one dude who's taking it way too seriously, trying to, like, perfect his swing. And then you've got me, my girlfriend, and my dad just, like, missing the ball every five swings and being like, well, that's my club out in the driving range. It's a so, rental. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> By any chance, is this place in Koreatown? No. Just don't think so. Oh no! Like this is this place is not nice enough to be in Koreatown. Okay, because I know they have a ton of like driving ranges, and some of them look pretty like janky and yeah. This is whatnot, like so. this is like straight two stories. Someone built like a plywood structure on top of an existing driving range, and like, yep, you can stand up there and drive balls, or you can stand down there and drive balls. No oh. one here is good. Hmm. But yes, yeah, so, but the Out the main the fire. Hmm. Out of the line of fire. Basically, yeah. Like, I, it would have been. This place could have been classier if there was some dude practicing skeet shooting with the balls at there, kind of thing. Like that's <laughs> that would have made it nicer. It's like, well, now I come here to practice my buckshotting. Dude, mm-hmm. little hard to keep track of the balls, but there's enough of them. They're easy to hit, like <laughs> birds. Hmm. There's a short Asian woman up there just swearing up a storm because she's thrown her third club out into the arena. <laughs> or whatever the driving range is called. The green. Uh, I've never rough, golfed before in my in life. The, green. the fact I enjoy this is weird. <laughs> I guess what you'd be hitting towards would be considered the fairway. Sure. Mm-hmm. Except probably are, it's, is it the weeds or the tall weeds? Uh, the oh, it's in the drink, the huh? opposite end of it. Behind a net. Mm-hmm. Not our oh, part. Oh, we don't well, hit the highway. Basically, yeah, that's, that's kind of what this felt like. But the, the the big thing, I guess, that happened since the last podcast is um, Horizon Zero Dawn came out. Oh, that yeah. game's pretty fucking good. Agreed. I like that. That's uh, That game's real good. Uh, especially if you're into that type of game, like that that game is so many like, hey Charlie, we got Mecca, okay, that you hunt, okay, in a weird tribal society setting, okay, in a cool post-apocalypse, not a Fallout post no, a green one where nature has reclaimed the earth and there's like buried skyscrapers, you have my attention, and you play a super awesome hut chick, okay. <laughs> yeah, behold the power of redheads. I've <laughs> I, that, that game is that that game is fucking awesome. I it's oh uh, it's it's hard to like, that game is everything I like about the new Tomb Raider games like smashed with all the world building I love about Mass Effect where it's like hey you like the survivalist angle of the new of the new Tomb Raider games yeah do you like Mass Effect's in de- a deep feeling world and and branching story paths and all that stuff yeah. Here you go. Mm-hmm. We're the guys that made Killzone and and nothing else to date. Mm-hmm. We can write a narrative, apparently. Our game is gorgeous. So gorgeous, you will fucking forget you're playing a video game at certain points when you're like, ah, the glare off the sun's too bright. Why am I blocking my own eyes? It's a fucking video game. <laughs> Until anyone who isn't uh, Aloy's hair starts moving. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the, the game is not perfect. It's definitely got some kind of interesting technical issues every once in a while. But at the same time, like... Oh, it's I'll, beyond forgivable. Yeah, it's like, I'll, I'll take some shitty uh, 
mouth-syncing animations and some weird hair movements if it gets me the rest of this game, which is full of moments where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna save and go to bed for the night. Oh, shit, I have to go do that thing right now. Mm-hmm. That's a giant fucking mecha giraffe. I need to kill it, climb, or do whatever the fuck I'm supposed to do to it. What do I do to it? Yeah! Make it... Make it fland. Basically. Yeah. Oh, that oh, game's that, fucking amazing. That, I would definitely should have it, too. Yeah, that, that game is... I, I think the best thing I ever read about it prior to playing it was Giant Bomb's review that basically summed up it as this game is something special and fucking yeah that game is something special like it's that thing's in a league of it that, that thing's in like a high tier league of its own where it's like and it's an open world game uh huh and the best Tomb Raider game ever uh huh and kind of an uncharted game uh huh and it's gorgeous uh huh and you hunt mechs uh huh the fuck <laughs> and it all works together yeah oh it's I'm, I, like not to like overhype this game too much so people don't buy it. It's hard talking about like wanting to be like, I need to spoil all these moments because like holy fuck there's some moments. Like in the first like four hours of the game, there have been there were more twists and turns and moments than I've been that I was like, oh shit too than I think lots of other games combined. Like there are some moments where it's like, oh fuck is that a Yup, yup it is. Okay. They <laughs> went there. <laughs> fuck just right off the bat, like, it's, like, even these, like, annoyingly mundane moments are then, like, spiked into oblivion where you're, like, oh, oh, shit, I didn't realize what that was initially. I thought this was a boring room. Mmm, I was wrong. Oh, God, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's people attacking me? Whatever. Oh, they're, they're oh, ramifications. Mmm, that's, <laughs> didn't see that twist coming. <laughs> where did he get that weapon? I want that. I bet if I kill him, I can pick it up. Oh, I can! Yeah! <laughs> and that's where you got the new game, Charlie, Merchant Hunter. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That said, I don't think you can actually get at the items off the merchants. Uh, you know that what, said, I've never tried murdering one. I have. I don't think you can actually hurt them, even. I haven't. There are I've, certain places you can't take your bow out. Yeah. You know what moment I'm talking about, though, right? You listed like eight. <laughs> Fair. No, it's the, the moment where I'm like, holy shit, this game is a very specific moment early on in the game where you first encounter human enemies. It just, it was like, oh, Sick. okay. I don't know where this game is going, but like, I need to know now. Say that point in that game, or in the game, both me and my roommate, I was like, all right, take it over under bets that this ends in bloodshed. Oh, it ends in bloodshed. Oh, yeah. So. Of course. Oh, yeah, no, it was the guy, mild spoiler, I guess. Like, a dude has a weapon that, like, has, it makes no sense that he has. And it, like, it cements the, like, you know nothing about this world yet moment. You're like, I, 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 where did he get that? I think one of the better or one of the best moments I had, as much as like stupid mundane as this one's gonna sound, was um, you have a shit ton of dialogue options with characters, yeah. which is really nice. Ooh. And one of them was like, "There'll be dangers ahead." Normally, that is not one I listen to ever because I'm like, "There'll be danger ahead." Yeah, no kidding, it's a video game. There's gonna be opposition and conflict. 
And it was like, yeah, there's enemies ahead, and there's a such-and-such place. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was going to tell me there's dangers ahead, and there's an upgrade dungeon. I really should listen to these guys more often, and what they say actually is important, even when I think they aren't going to tell me something pertinent. Yeah, that's the Mass Effect part of it, where it's like, hey, um, you want to talk to these people. Why? They know shit. Yeah, don't go to that planet. Why? Ah, oh, there's all these monsters with these giant fucking bitchin'-ass machine guns. Note the self-bitching-ass machine guns found on this planet. Or in this game's yep. case, don't go to the place with the demon. Going to the place with the demon, because it probably has sweet-ass loot. Yeah, especially when, don't go there, it's forbidden. Go to forbidden place... First chance. How forbidden are we talking? Oh, it's super forbidden. That's the place I get a fucking rocket launcher. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying, naming a place forbidden is immediately like, oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and skip on over to this area. No particular reason. Oh, it's a forbidden area? Oh, what a shocker. That said, this game has a lot of forbidden places. Which I'm super okay with because those forbidden places are cool as shit. They also make sense to be forbidden. Yeah, they're they're forbidden like, for a reason. Yeah. Not far enough in the game to understand, but the people are very technology-fearing. That said, they live in a world where mechas pretty much, like, ruin their day and murder them on a regular well, basis. That's also, I'd be afraid of technology, too. That's also specifically the Nora. The rest of the people are kind of like, eh, we're more okay, more okay with it, yeah. Yeah, the Nora are like, technology led to this. And you're like, you know, in a valley of people where, like, we're busy, like, it's like, man, these mecha are super good at killing us. I get why they're like, don't fucking mess with technology. Mm-hmm. Don't use it. We don't know where these weird, sweet-ass Liger monsters are coming from. Like, it, you two watch really the show. really are the Liger Zero. You watch the show Zoids at one point, right? Oh, yeah. Like, if you ever sat there and you're like, man, I want to fucking hunt that thing, this is the game for you, because, like, the first boss in the game, I guess, is kind of a liger. You're like, well, gotta kill a thing for my childhood now. Fucking cool. I am super waiting to get to run into, I can't remember its name from Zoids, but the, uh, T-Rex robot from Zoids. Uh, the Berserk Fury. The Berserk Fury. I so badly want to run into something in this game as the Berserk Fury. I kind of feel there's... I've, I've seen the ad campaigns for this game, so I know there's things like the Berserk Fury in the game already. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like, there, there's there's some stuff, and, like, I just... Oh, it sounds game's... like I don't know what I'm talking about. It's because I've shielded myself from, like, everything about this yeah, game. Yeah, no, like, I, I kind of deep dove on some of the pre-media for it, and I'm still just being, like... What the fuck is this game? Like, holy shit, this came from the Killzone dudes. I love the Killzone games because they're gritty and have the most comically bad guy bad guys ever. But like, wow, where did this game come from? Mm-hmm. This yeah, is like no, the Call a... of yeah, like this is such an abrupt. It'd be like the Call of Duty guys being like, our next five games are point and click adventures. And then them being, like, the fucking best point-and-click adventure games ever. You're like, how did you know how to make this? You're good at the shooting... Yeah, you're like, you're good at shooting people in the face, and that's about it as far as I could tell. It's just an Infinity Ward makes best RTS of all time. Basically, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, that's how much of a change this is. I, 
I, I suspect we'll be talking about this game more in the future. Uh, Alex will get a chance to play this game soon. So yep. or at least witness this game as it is, because, yeah, this game's real good. But, yeah, yep. probably more on I, this. I, well, I remember the demo, and the demo was a lot of fun. So, like... so that's the best part. The demo was like... Uh, you're, you're, you're talking. Was there a demo for Horizon Zero Dawn you could play? There was. We we. I don't think we went over it actually. And wanted to, like just. No, some... we did not do that. No, I could have sworn we did a Horizon Zero. Dawn no, demo. we have nothing for it yet. Oh okay. What other? We did we did Final Fantasy. No, I'm, I'm sure we. Yeah, unless you know what near. it was. We, you know what it was. We watched the game trailers after E3 yes, when that, they had the game. That's probably your confusion. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like in the same way that like, there's now a near video up on the channel, you can go watch that and witness me and Jim being like, "What the fuck is this game?" That's also Ooh. what Horizon Zero Dawn is, where you're like, "What the fuck is this game?" And how is it this good? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I I've been playing lots of Horizon Zero Dawn. It's it's okay, I guess, or something. It's it's pretty <laughs> good for a new franchise or something. It's yeah. okay plus. Yeah, it's it's fine. I'd mm -hmm. recommend it, I guess. Like people should play it. Mm -hmm. So what have you been up to, Jeff? So for me, my week's going to seem short as shit because uh, the definitely the last two days of it have been Horizon Zero Dawn. Ah, uh, you've also been playing the Horizon Zero Dawn. I have from basically any moment that I wasn't doing work to when I, I was. Um, I have a similar issue where it's like, why am I not playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now? <laughs> why am I recording a podcast when I could be playing Horizon Zero Dawn? The noise is stopping. I'm pretty sure you could, or maybe if you cranked your speakers really loud, you could hear my neighbors <laughs> masturbating. Or you might be able to hear my roommate playing Horizon Zero Dawn in the next room. Yeah, it sounds Did you better. say Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> uh... No, it's I was okay. I hear. I said Verizon Hero wrong. I would also play that given the way that sounds like a game I'm currently playing. Yes, yeah, it sounds like something I'm intrigued in. That's the sequel. Um, other than that, I had an old college friend came and hang out this weekend, um, who hasn't played Magic in like eight years, and we introduced him to some of the more modern sets and stuff, which was cool. So you beat his ass. Um, uh, I didn't play against him personally, um, but I let him use some of my decks because he was a really good Hearthstone player. And when I say really good, I mean like, what, like, what are the names of the leagues in those? If you don't know, I definitely don't yeah. know. Uh, uh, I don't know. So I don't Alex follow Hearthstone. I don't I know. follow Hearthstone. Well, the lower the number, the better, and he's got like between four and two, um, pretty repeatably, um... So, he was really good at that, so I was like, okay, I need you to play Storm because it's Miracle Rogue Reincarnate. Um, but basically did that. I had a whole bunch of friends play Resident Evil 7 at like 2 in the morning drunk, which was great. Um, and then I did quite a bit of working on guitar and worked on some music stuff for the channel. And then everything else is Horizon Zero Dawn, so my week's going to get cut a little short. <laughs> It's like we already talked about Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a part of someone else's week. Wait, yep. did you say Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah, I heard it's out. Yep. <laughs> I feel um, like I need to get it just to complete the fucking triangle here. Cause... You should probably get it just because you should probably play that game. Yeah. Highly recommended. 
Yeah, that game's pretty good. All right. Well, it looks like I'm picking a game up off of Amazon. Uh, yeah. Get that discount, Amazon Prime. We are in no way sponsored yeah. by Amazon. No. No. We just but, like. Hey, them. Amazon, if you'd like to sponsor a up and coming gaming podcast. You can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Yes, yes, they can. Yeah. But <laughs> Or their subsidiary Audible. <laughs> Please don't break the internet again, Amazon. Please. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, but moving on from that, you guys ready for some news? I am yes. ready for some news. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> news. That's the dun, music dun, dun. noise. Yes, news. <laughs> Fresh off the presses, um, or whatever. The Viking faction has run, has won, not run, won the first faction war in For Honor. What does this oh, yeah. mean? I got three treasure chests. The samurai got two, and the knights got one. No, I thought it was the other way around. I thought the knights got two and the samurai got one. I don't know who came in second and third. Okay. I, sorry, let me rephrase. I don't know who came in first loser and second loser. Ah. <laughs> Perfect. Highest <laughs> loser and next to highest loser. Yep. But yeah, so this is the first of the kind of, what's it, like a two-week rounds the game has for faction, for area control, which I think when this is done... And we get through our first season, whatever the hell that means for For Honor. Mm-hmm. We'll have a better understanding of what the future of that game holds because I admittedly, like, I kept up with the Faction War stuff and I've kept up with that game. But I also have been sidetracked. And apparently, the Vikings came back for a bit of a, like, oh shit, where, how did that happen victory? So. Well, I, from what I've been seeing, at least on the PC version, I don't know if they're different based off the consoles and all that stuff, but the. The Vikings have been fucking crushing it since, like, day one of the actual release. Yeah, maybe like, that's that might be on PC, because for a long time, the Vikings were crushing it on um, PS4. And then, this, like, the Knights were for a hot second. And then the mm-hmm. Samurai and the Vikings were kind of back and forth every reset, it seemed. And yeah. I guess the Vikings surged forth and land grabbed. Yeah, no, like, the last time I played, which was a few days ago, the Vikings controlled a huge ton, like, a, a huge majority of the, of the terrain. Well, yeah. So, yeah, they're crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, congratulations, Charlie, your faction won. Fucking yeah, we did, we're fucking Vikings. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to so- think... Go ahead, sorry. I'd like to say thank you for this win. It was all me. I carried my faction to victory with my shitty For Honor playing. <laughs> I, uh, I, Keep I, up I played, the good work. I, I chose the knights, so... You chose you know, wrong. <laughs> I'm going to have to second Charlie on this one. Yeah, I know. But oh well. That's because I play a peacekeeper. I figured I'd keep it in the same like faction, so to speak. I'm sorry, sweet ass crow army. That's what you go with. <laughs> well, if I figure out their assassin, I'll probably start playing that. But I, I have too much fun right now with my peacekeeper. You can play a peacekeeper if you're if you're Viking faction. You do know that, right? I know that, but I enjoy staying within the faction that I play. Oh, this is more arbitrary than my rules occasionally. Yeah. Ah, eh, so. whatever. Like, I'm not going to pull a fucking Last Samurai and be the Samurai Clan and then, like, play a knight. 
You know, Tom like, I'm, not Cruise? Gonna, I'm not gonna Tom Cruise it where like I do not fit in that faction, but I'm playing for them. Like if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna pick the knight faction, I'm gonna play the fucking knight characters, so Thanks okay. for reminding me I need to go see the wall with Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> There's Matt no Damon. way that can be good. Oh i I'm not allowed to see it, so <laughs> what? Uh, Jen has some issues with that movie, rightfully okay. so. But okay. Yeah, moving on from that though, um, Microsoft has unveiled a ten dollar a month kind of game subscription service for the Xbox One. You'll have access to a circulating library of games, if you will, on a month to month. It's kind of like EA, um, the Access one they were doing for a long. They're still doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I have no yeah. interest in this. I mean, there's services like PlayStation Plus that where you can pay to just have access to a library. Okay, so this is an addition to that because they have um they have uh, Microsoft or Xbox Gold or whatever it is. That's the mm-hmm. equivalent of PlayStation Plus. This is on top of that where it's like, hey. Here's some games. Like for instance, the first the first month will get you access to Halo Five Guardians, Payday Two, NBA Two K Sixteen, Soul Calibur. Two. Everything gets you access to Payday Two. <laughs> they gave Fair. A, they gave that game away with a pack of gum. Fair. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on that. No, one it's this time. Well, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it, they're full downloadable games. Uh, it's it's a thing. It seems like the right. As someone who pays for gold and doesn't really use it. I'd like this to be a, like, hey, it's also part of Gold Knight, if you're already a member of Gold, but I suspect it won't be. It might be someday. Uh, they're saying they're, they're pretty hardlining it as two separate things, so... Yeah. Eh. Yeah, there was a time when Netflix charged you for online or physical copies, so... This is they true. They do. Oh, it's they separated. still do that. That yeah. was a terrible example. Ignore me. Yeah. I'll see myself out. They actually got huge backlash when they announced it was a separate, like, thing. Yeah. So. Like, and the thing is, when it rolled out, I was like, eh, not a big deal. So I just canceled my physical one, and I just used the digital one the whole time, because it's superior in every way. Yeah. Except there are some things that you can only get in physical library-wise. Less and less, though. What? Yeah. Less and less, though. Yeah. But to be honest, a lot of the really good stuff on Netflix is happens to nowadays be their original stuff, like Stranger Things. You know? I take it you weren't a fan of Stranger Things? Two of us are not a fan of it. Really? Alright, so Alex, <laughs> real quick, I'm going to describe a show to you and tell me and then at the end you're going to tell me what show I'm describing. Okay. So there's a show about this girl. And she's got, like, a real loose understanding of, like, the English language, but... And she's super, like, vulnerable. And they... She's somehow part of this, like, weird government, like, conspiracy thing. And she winds up, like, meeting these friends who take care of her. And it turns out she's got this wicked, like, split personality thing where, like, sometimes she's, like, really normal and really easy to deal with. And then other times she's, like, complete psychopath. And she has this, like this power to, like, move objects and, like, sometimes she'll pick up objects and send them through other people and stuff. So, uh, to jump in for a sec, before you tell Alex what show it is, I also want a chance to guess. Go for it. <laughs> no, no, uh, finish, finish the description. Um, 
They wind up discovering there are more test subjects that kind of came out of this project. There's a, um, to help one of the main characters kind of like understand the world and whatnot, they wound up introducing the uh, director of the program that made them as uh, a father figure. Is there a um, shadowy government organization trying to track these people the entire time? Um, probably not quite so specific. They're not it's, a focal the, point. The, got it, got it. Yeah, the program is very actively searching for them. Mm. What show am I describing, Alex? I think you're describing the Resident Evil movie series. <laughs> I was going to say Elfin Lied, but or Elfin Lied. Elfin Lied's the answer. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> that is said... That a, is, that's a thing? It's an anime yeah, that came it's out. It's an anime like, that came oh, out way before. Ago. Oh, okay. But um, but did it have Winona Ryder? Because she's hot. Oh it had a God. naked chick pulling <laughs> people's hearts out psychically. Yeah, it had a naked what? girl pushing people's hearts out of their bodies psychically. Yeah, that's Elfin pretty, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's on Netflix just, as well. It's also on Netflix. Or it was. Um, it's like they're pulling from things that already exist. Say that said, the writer of Stranger Things has since come out and said that he did pull a lot from Elfin Lee when he was writing the character Eleven. So really, yeah. For those who had seen the show beforehand, I was like, huh, like this is just a ripoff. Also, the show drives me nuts with like, um, like the character Lucas. Literally, every line of dialogue he provides is incorrect. Go back, listen to every single one of them. They are all exact opposites of the truth. Uh, <laughs> Jim Hopper is Officer Plot Armor. He cannot be killed, no matter what. <laughs> and then his friend with the glasses is Exposition Cop. He enters scenes, drops exposition, and then leaves. <laughs> and I, then I the... think it's before you join the podcast, Alex. Me and yeah. Jeff went into it on that show. Yeah, wow. I've, I've had a rant, a bit of a rant. <laughs> we, we, I, I dislike the show less than Jeff does. I'm kind of like, whatever, it's just not my speed. But Jeff has, like, legitimate gripes with that oh. show. As a, like, like big, I... or I loved Elf and Lead, so, like, this show is just like, ugh. <laughs> mm. Also, I loved, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff, so a lot of, like, <laughs> things I'm like, Wow, that scene was so much better in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 when she goes... That was, yeah, that was more my issue, where it's like, I've seen this yeah. before in a better thing. Yeah. Or it'd be like... Be, or was it the scene from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2? I take all the power I gave to you back! Like, wow, that was a good scene. It wasn't as good the second time around in Stranger Things. Hmm. Well, so speaking of giving you all the power and taking it back, not all mm -hmm. Switch games will support TV mode, because some oh, require yeah. a touchscreen. Uh, why, why are they going to force us to make, like, use a touchscreen? Like? Because this was inevitable. Hmm. Right. Deet -deet -deet. Nintendo. Yeah. I, well, guess what games I'm not gonna buy. <laughs> but it was inevitable. I guess it, inevitability. I guess that checks out. Yeah. Why are you watching the video mid podcast, Alex? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. My hand has been here the whole time since he linked it. <laughs> 
Oh, that's weird. A weird thing started. One of the news articles I had open. The fuck? Oh. That's that's different. See? See? Wasn't me! Editing point. See? <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll come back to Switch news in a little bit, I suppose. I guess. Yeah. Um, starting in spring, you'll be able to buy games through Twitch, kind of. Remember when Amazon bought Twitch? Yep. Yeah, I remember. That's finally coming to some version of fruition. Mm-hmm. Huh. So now is it like you can buy the game that you're watching being played or something? Yeah, basically they'll have a, like, buy this game now button on Twitch pages. And streamers will get a cut of that revenue. It's not totally clear exactly how much of that revenue hmm. they'll get, but they'll get some. That worries me because... Right now, a lot of, like, the streamers I watch play one game. Yep. Like League of Legends or StarCraft or uh, Overwatch or something. Mm-hmm. And that's going to, I think, encourage people or a lot of streamers to just be, like, almost like schizophrenic, like, game diversity to try and, like, pimp games as hard and as fast as possible. If it's just like, okay, I'm going hard and fast on this new title. Okay, I'm going hard and fast on this new title just to try and, like, pull people along and try and sell. Yep. Yeah, I, I can see this backfiring a little bit. Yeah. That's actually a very valid point. I didn't even think about that. I can also see it panning out. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just some asshole on the internet. I, it's, I guess my reaction to it is this is kind of an inevitable thing. Ever since Amazon bought Twitch, I've been waiting for this button to happen. It's not there yet. It will happen in the spring, which we're not quite mm-hmm. to yet. I, it's... I don't know. Of the many kind of aggressive things that could have happened... This is the least aggressive and most kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's, I think the league guys, the guys who are devoted to one game understand their audience enough not to go schizo on it. I think yeah. people yeah. like us that in theory might benefit from it because we do bounce around in games where it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, that game looks cool or oh shit, that game looks terrible. Mm-hmm. For, for better or worse, like no one's out there selling League of Legends. Either you're playing it or you're not at this point. Yep. Yeah. So actually, now that you say that aloud, that actually might encourage people to try and like, oh no, everyone should buy this game. It's the greatest game ever, because I get a cut. Like, encourage people like, oh yeah, everyone should play Kane and Lynch too. Very weird specific choice, but yes. So that's that's the one weirdness I could expect, where you're going to suddenly have lots of people being like, hey, if you think this game looks cool, buy it. You should buy mm-hmm. it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that. It reminds me of that like Family Guy skit where it's like, "Oh, about smoke." Like, yep. why aren't you smoking yet? Smoke. It's pretty much just buy this game. Oh, it's really cool, and I'm having fun doing. Buy the game. Mm-hmm. Like twelve people should buy this game, or I'm canceling the stream right now. Right, and it's like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holding yeah, games hostage know. always and, works. Yeah, and how does that even work with like free to people like streamers who are known free to play, you know, gamers like like League of Legends is free to play, but you can buy stuff in the game. It's right? a link like, to the gold system. Hey, you want to buy some in-game currency? Yeah, yeah, you do. Give me a cut yeah. of that. It's that's made up, but yeah, I, I don't disagree. That's kind of the path you might be going down. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it, it'll be interesting to. See how they like roll it out, but I, I honestly I don't see it taking off as much as 
I mean, you might get a little bit here and there, but I don't even see it taking off that much. I so maybe that's where we disagree because I could imagine this will lead to a spike in impulse buying, especially if the mm. game's cheap enough, like sixty bucks, whatever. But if a game like um, you can buy Doom for twenty bucks on Amazon. Mm. If you're watching a pretty cool Doom stream or something like that, hey, it's only twenty dollars. This game's pretty bitchin' for twenty dollars. Yeah. But, like, most gamers are either buying it day one or they're pre-ordering it off of Amazon. Uh, not oh, a... see, and that's the other thing, actually, now that I think about it, because Twitch is owned by Amazon. Are yep. they going to offer you the prime discount for buying the game? That is the question at that point, yes. There's hmm. lots of questions this raises that yeah. could be problematic. Hmm. But, yeah, I guess moving on from that, though... It's been officially announced. There is a sequel coming to Shadow of Mordor. It is called Middle-Earth Shadow of War. Mm-hmm. It looks to be more or less the same game, which is a good thing, because we crowned that our game of the year a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That game's the best Assassin's Creed game ever made. Mm-hmm. Oh. What? It is. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never heard any ill will about that game it's always been praise about it so. it's a real cool game it's i that game definitely again has some problems but what that game did well it was like oh shit that's real cool mm. yeah but speaking of other games that have kind of been rumored for a while fortnite remember that ea i'm not ea i'm epic game fortnite that was announced like five years ago <laughs> Sounds familiar. Uh, so it's, like a, it's base building zombie defense, where like you play as different classes, and you build up like a treehouse structure kind of thing, with like, st- like basically you have a scavenge round, a reinforce where you a reinforcement kind of build round, and then a fight mm. shit round, and then repeat until you're all dead ultimately. Mm-hmm. And it's when was this thing announced? It's been around for years and it keeps popping up where it's like nope it's it's still totally alive mm-hmm. yeah hmm. Hmm. not yeah. a fan of tower defense games so for me I'm like yeah. for record uh, the the um uh, a beta has been coming since 2015 oh well right on time yep yeah yeah, very timely. Yes, uh, yeah. on top of their game, just like Nintendo is. So speaking of Nintendo, they're getting a shit ton of indie titles, which, as someone who has one of these things on the way, slash by the time you're hearing this, will, in theory, already have it in my possession, it's getting the right indie titles. Like, it's getting Stardew Valley and stuff like that. It's getting a bunch of games that I want to play more of, but don't mm-hmm. want to play on a big TV. And I'm feeling a little less pessimistic, I guess, about maybe this thing long term because they're, they're it's over sixty different indie game titles they've announced, and it's some big gets. Maybe not yeah. big, big, but like um, SteamWorld Dig Two is coming, Ukulele's coming, Overcooked Special Edition is coming, The Escapist Two is coming, Goner is coming, Kingdom Two Crown is coming, Runner Three, Flipping Death, Graceful Explosion Machine, uh, lots of stuff. Finding of Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's not a bad game to play on a plane. 
Yeah, no, it's it's these are all games that you kind of want to play in bed or in my like I, I look at this thing and go, okay, it's a thing that when I want to I can record video off of or I can drop into my TV somehow. But like if Jen wants to watch Tang on TV, I can still play like a couple days of Stardew Valley and mm-hmm. handheld mode at that point. Oh. Or like Zelda, or something. that's that's always been the appeal of this thing for me. Some, and they're like giving me the games I always wanted to play more of, but didn't get enough time to really like sink into. Like I'm gonna buy Stardew Valley a second time for this thing. I think, because hmm. I would yeah. much rather play that in portable mode where I can bang out like a half hour of it during my lunch break than like mm-hmm. sit down and commit for four hours. Yeah, and that, that's actually the appeal for me for this, too, because, I mean, it'd be nice to kind of take that with me on the go. Yeah. Like, you know, if I got to catch a flight, I can just sit down on the plane and plug in to a power source and just, you know, play fucking Breath of Wind. Yeah. Or, or Breath of Wild, whatever. Breath of yeah. Wild. Yeah. You know? That, that's the appeal that's always been really interesting was like, oh, let's go mobile. So... So before we move into our kind of last major news topic, uh, I'm, I'm happy to announce that we have another kind of kick-ass gaming charity, not-for-profit, whatever the right word is for it, called the Video Game, called the Video Game History Foundation. Sorry, it's been officially launched. It's a thing, and it's all about the kind of historical preservation of games mm. and making and giving people access to it and kind of preserving all of the stuff, ranging from like shitty CES flyers to games that were never released and only exist in like rom form or something mm-hmm. which is cool that is pretty cool yeah hmm. you think they'll uh you think they'll do uh something similar to like charity streaming allow like allow you to raise money for charity streaming for these kind of organizations like well for this one in particular it sounds like it'd be really cool too possibly yeah i i get the impression that like unlike um extra life which we do this is more about trying to make sure museums that make sense to have stuff have stuff. Where it's like, we're not going to build a museum for this. We're going to make sure that the um, we're getting the stuff to museums that should be showing this, though. Where it's like, hey, you're opening up a giant video game exhibit, your fancy middle-of-the-city museum. Cool. Let's, ma- let's help you get the stuff that makes that really cool. Instead of having, like, behold, the Pac-Man room. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Their their kind of goal is all about access, so it's about making sure you can get... It's not about establishing new stuff. It's about supplying already established museums with better stuff that kind of helps push this idea along. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I thought so. At a certain good to point, see. outside of emulators, which run, you know some legality stuff. A lot of the stuff's just going to be gone forever at some point. No, so and that's the thing. These guys are the guys behind, like, some of the really high-end emulators and stuff. Now, they're the ones working to track down, like, unreleased Neo Geo games that some guy has, like, one copy of. He's like, yep, I have this thing. It was never officially released. Mm-hmm. Like, they have some stories circulating around about them where I guess there was some Carmen Sandiego, like, North Dakota it only existed in North Dakota. So they tracked down a in-box version of that game and then cracked it so you could play it on modern computers. They're like, yep, it's a thing now. It's all about North Dakota, but it's a thing. Hmm. Just cool shit like that. Yeah, that's pretty fucking neat, actually. Yeah. And so our last kind of bit of news before we get into our main topic this week 
is VR. And kind of, I'm lumping these all together because they're kind of related. We're going to start off with the fact that, according to Sony, the PlayStation VR is doing a lot better than they thought it would. It sold almost, it sold, uh, as of February 14th, when I pull, 19th, sorry, when I pulled these numbers, PSVR has sold 915,000 units. That's an impressive number for a VR unit. Like. For reference, if you add all Oculus and all Vive sales together, they don't even come close to that number. Yeah. Called it. Yeah. But in response to that, Oculus is slashing the pricing on um, Rift and Touch, making it a little bit more affordable. You can get stuff down in the $500 range for the full kits, which is great. I... So, but you still have, so have you guys kept up with the PlayStation VR kind of story stuff post launch, or was it kind of a whatever? It was kind, kind of a whatever. whatever. For me. Sure. So I, I, you've missed out on the fact that like they can't keep these damn things in stock still, and in Japan they are perpetually selling out. Like people are getting lottery numbers for the chance to buy them. It's sort of like lining up for a chance to buy them, not for wow. one, for a chance to buy one. Hmm. Yeah, like the PlayStation VR is quietly in the background fucking kind of kicking ass for a mm. fairly expensive peripheral. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. No, and we've talked about in the past the idea that we were pretty sure that if one was going to succeed, it would be the PSVR. And lo and behold, the least powerful but most accessible one is. With the most mm-hmm. games. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely the case. Well, I don't know. I don't have the numbers to back that claim, but I'm making a pretty, pretty safe assumption. It's got some good games. That's the big. It's got Res. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't Evil Seven. That too. Uh, that. <laughs> Actually, it's interesting you raised that point because kind of as part of this PlayStation VR's kind of killing it stuff, it's come out that a lot of people are like, "Yeah, Resident Evil Seven is kind of proof you can do a full blown game in VR." Everything mm-hmm. else has been kind of like stylized or teleporty or very specifically made for VR. This is just yeah. a full-blown game that works in VR. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you have the rig, it enhances it. If not, it's still a damn fine game kind of situation. Yep. yep. A Which lot I guess... of its success, I think, hinged on games like that that were like, this was a good game without the gimmick. It's a good game with the gimmick. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. gimmick adds to it. Like It makes a case for... like. It's like, yeah, the game's pretty good by itself, but look how much better it is with VR. It's like, oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. I guess before we close out our VR topic, though, um, the Windows Mixed Reality headset will roll out later on this month. Hmm. It's not totally clear what that means. It's it's dev kits. It's it's the Microsoft one. Okay. Mm. They're behind the eight ball like no one's business, huh? So they're not doing VR essentially. They're kind. Of, remember they showed off that, God, what was it called? The uh, Microsoft. Scorpio? No, that's a console. There was another thing they showed off at E3 two years ago, and I think last year. And um, God, what was it called? It's like a visor thing. It's an AR thing, not necessarily a straight VR thing. Like it augments reality around you, and in theory, it could also be used as a VR headset potentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're they're finally throwing their hat in the ring. 
Be made by it's a dev kit's being made by Asus. It's rumors coming to fruition and whatnot. So yeah. Hmm. Well, that'll be interesting. I mean, I, I'd like to get some sort of like PC VR technology, but they I mean, exist. They're called it, the Vive and the Oculus Touch. I know, but they're like you know. Yes. Now I've, it's going to be better cost, like compared to the, you know, the other ones, but the potentially a thousand dollars starting fee. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm not paying a thousand dollars just like so in, you know, play in VR. Like if it drops down, like they're saying with the five hundred, it's a little more like manageable. But even sure. then, it's still kind of, you know, up there. No, I gotcha. Yeah. So, I, uh, I guess moving on to our main topic, or close this out with our main topic, as we typically do. We are in a unique situation where the Switch will come out between when this podcast airs and when we've recorded this. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to have kind of a half discussion on crazy video game console releases we remember, or uh, good stories we got about that. And also spend a couple of minutes making some wild ass guesses about what we think is going to happen as the Switch is launched. Hmm. Um. Let's see. I. Hmm. Well, one of my first theories is if the mobile aspect of this really kicks off well, you're going to, you know, obviously they're going to expand on the mobile usage. I think they're really going to play on the mobile part. And you might see the retirement of the DS as well. As part of the whole, that's already Switch kind thing. of been said. That's going to happen. So that's less of a prediction, more just like a yeah, they're launching a new thing. Yeah, All but I mean, they've die. been they've been. Re- I mean, they they still are making the DSs. Like the Wii U's got shut down completely. It's like, not clear anyone. they're making the DSs anymore. There's a shortage out there. Huh. Really? Because mu- I always see them in stock. So they are, I just uh, you are a rarity. They are much harder to find all of a sudden. Huh. So. Mm. But yeah, um, I think it'll. I think it's going to be a kickoff thing. It'll be, it'll be an acquired taste at first. I think. Uh, I think people are going to be wondering like if they're going to get their feet wet with it because it's so it's so different compared to like what we consider a console nowadays. Because you come home, you get your console set up on a TV, and it's always on the TV. You don't take it with you. Like you don't expect to go out and like play Mario Kart when your friends are playing basketball, like the commercial. You know. Yeah, it's. So what I'm kind of expecting is, like, remember back on the Wii, we had people throwing them into screens and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I'm betting we have a resurgence of that kind of bullshit. I I suspect we're going to have a bunch of broken uh, Nintendo Switch screens, because, like, even I bought a screen protector today for mine, because I'm like, wait, this is basically like an iPhone type of situation. You drop this thing once and it shatters. True. Speaking of violence, I'm expecting <laughs> there to be trampling and, like, fights and whatnot because didn't they announce that they're going to have like actual like day of available units while going yeah, into yeah. A, coming out of yes. a shortage so yes there is going to be some pushing and some shoving yeah target best buy and gamestop have all announced gamestop yeah gamespot or whatever mm-hmm. it's gamestop, GameStop have yeah. all announced they will have non-pre-order units for purchase However many units that actually is seems to be a bit up in the air, but they have been like, yeah, you could totally come in and buy a Switch. You could totally come in and beat up someone's grandmother for that last Switch in line. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, so I, I, I was going to go there quite this soon, but then we're going to a PS3 style, someone gets shot in a parking lot over this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Very we live in LA, Alex, so 
We've seen people get I shot know. for less. I know. I actually look forward to the first video of some guy who buys two Switches and then smashes one in front of people. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> probably going to happen. And I look forward to seeing that video uploaded on Something Wicked Studios because I can totally see Charlie doing that. I did pre-order two Switches. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to make you smash it. <laughs> no, I'll pass. Do it, Alex. Do it. I'll smash it into my trunk and then I'll have a Switch at home. <laughs> yeah, it's... Touché. It's weird, like... Hmm? Touche to Alex, like, that was pretty creative. Another <laughs> Alex, I've rigged it with a bomb. You've what? That's okay, I'll just call my the buddy. The only way to me not explode is to smash it. Trust me, I'm a doctor. I've attached <laughs> a Samsung Galaxy Note to it. I'll just, oh god, <laughs> the, the worst of all the explosives. I have swapped out a battery for that battery. <laughs> I'll have to talk to my newly uh, newly friended person, Nikolai, or was it Nikolai tracksuit Taxi. that I met over uh, last week? So maybe wish, he can help. If anyone can help, it's Nikolai tracksuit. You wish to Don't worry. You take Switch? this. You duct tape it to Switch. You give it to unsuspecting person. Where do you think Charlie got this, the Samsung Note from in the first place? <laughs> you wish to buy Switch? Okay, I sell you Switch. <laughs> Nikolai, this is this is a branch of a tree. Yeah, you say Switch. A oh, Nintendo oh Switch. I carve word Nintendo into it. Do not worry. <laughs> it's, it's just off brand. It's good as original. Yeah, I, I. I'm expecting to find out that people think this thing's flimsy, or like I've already heard some stories about like, hey, maybe the controllers don't lock in super well on the side. And on top mm. of that, I'm expecting to hear a lot of, yeah, you kind of have to buy a fucking pro controller. Why? these controllers ain't great. Does a pro controller attach to the sides like the regular one does? No, it's a separate, like... Remember the Wii U had one? It's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. real-ass controller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Do we like, have any yeah. idea how, dimen like, dimensionally how big these controllers are or are not? Um. So, the Joy-Cons, there's a picture that circulated basically it's... It's when it's all assembled. It's roughly the same size as a Wii U uh, gamepad. Oh, okay. So that means those Thinner. little things are only like three inches long. Yeah, they're real small. So I am. I, I'm not sure if I have giant hands by Nintendo standards or if I have normal person hands, but I, I'm expect uh, those things are fucking expensive too. They're like like thirty, forty bucks a replacement. Yeah. It's cheaper than a DualShock Three, but yeah. No, no, just for one, like if, like, of a of a thing that's easily lost. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where Nintendo's looking to rebound their money. <laughs> we build very flimsy attachments. They buy more controllers. So they're going the Apple route of just their own Sposable. little proprietary, super expensive stuff. We yeah. made the phone super slick, so you have to buy like four of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's. Philadelphia Delrin. Basically. Mm -hmm. Nah, it's it's this launch feels weird, mostly because we don't know shit about the console still, and like the parts I've pieced together have been, yeah, maybe this thing's a wee bit half baked. Mm-hmm. Is there a number on how much how many games are actually gonna be available at launch? Two. That's literally it. It's, I think it's like maybe like 10 or something, but it's only two of note, really. 
is a couple small indie games, like the, the Bomberman one we made fun of. Not Bomber Girl, normal Bomberman's release title, but, you know, Bomberman, known for moving consoles. I, you're, you're basically buying this thing because it plays um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, has the Wii U price tanked yet so I can play that game? Nope. <laughs> so I've got That's actually, a couple of I wonder how long this thing will be out there before we get a Wii U price drop. I don't think they're going to drop. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not until as they have actual as, games or something. Well, as long as they're still using them for Smash, I don't see a drop happening. Okay, so that's, I guess, the question. Like, how long t- do you think we see a Smash, a Pokemon, like any of these major franchises within the first year of the Switch? I'd say within the first year. At least an announcement within the first year. I, Easy. I don't think an announcement's enough. I think they need to have them by Christmas. I think it's mm. not. Well, the honest thing is, is Zelda might do well. And if Zelda... I mean, might, but... If Zelda does well, it's going to be the catalyst that allows them to continue to dig into the wheelhouse and justify the spending for all the other games. Mm. On the flip side of that, imagining if it does terribly... I can see them half-bakedly kicking out another franchise as, like, a holdover. Mm. And then being like, okay, guys, this didn't do so well. Here's a really half-assed Star Fox game. Or you the last like that. Star Fox game? In the same vein. Um, mm. But, um... Assuming Zelda does well, which I'm going to honestly operate on the assumption that Zelda is going to sell, like, hotcakes... Just because yep. it's the first one in a while and it doesn't look terrible. Yeah, it so looks, it looks beautiful. I, so, what do you do? You guys know it's a stamina gauge in that thing. I, I know, I know, it's got its faults. You mentioned that and durability. Yeah. The question like for me crafting. is not so much how good or terrible is the game, as much as what is its community willing to put up with. And that game, I kind of foresee its community having a lot of uh, endurance for faults hmm. in the game interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's I, I don't know like i think it's the I, i've definitely thought like maybe it's time to, um, like i i love majora's mask because that game changed it up some yeah I, i've played a little bit of this like e3 and stuff like that and i i, I don't know like it feels they changed it up maybe a little too much mm-hmm. there, like, there like are windows gen- seven to eight pushing the fucking metro theme maybe a little bit but at the same time like it's i i barely touch the game kind of thing like i i've been, been like yeah maybe i'll get it maybe i won't oh i'm buying a switch guess i'll buy the new zelda game because that'll be a fun burn my lunch break playing it kind of game potentially but mm-hmm. i it's i just don't know like it's i i think a lot of people think like it's the pinnacle of that franchise for a lot of people was, and I think should be, Ocarina of Time. And Twilight Princess was weird, but still basically Ocarina of Time. And that was too much for people. And Skyward Sword was way too. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's they're trying to make they're trying to change things up, and they occasionally succeed. But this feels like maybe they're going too far. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I guess to compare it quickly to Horizon Zero Dawn for a second, we're like, Horizon Zero Dawn's a totally new thing 
that you can kind of compare to other games out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine if, like, how many Call of Duties have there been? Like, at least 10? We'll call it 10 for the sake of argument. Like, we joked about, but imagine if, like, suddenly the next real, like, iteration, canonical, whatever you want to call it, Call of Duty was, like, and this one's a stealth game. Third-person mm-hmm. stealth game. You'd be like, what? Oh, you mean, like, the new Metal Gear Solid? Where it's just completely com- on, like off its fucking rocker compared to what the old ones are? But yeah, but And th- that's saying a lot for fucking Metal Gear Solid. But, yeah, think about the reaction you're having to that where it's like it's a zombie survival game? The fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of expecting there to be some level of that reaction to Breath of the Wild, just of the stuff I've seen, what I've been hearing, and, like, what, what they've been showing... That game's kind of Zelda meets Dark Souls in a weird way, and I'm not sure people will like that. Well, I mean, I don't know, because, like, they did release that Orcarina of Time Master Quest, if you remember that. I don't know if you guys heard about that version of the game. So, um, when Orcarina of Time came out for 64, you know, everyone loved it, and then they released a version of it on the GameCube. So there was an Ocarina of Time for the GameCube, but if you pre-ordered it, you got a copy of the game called Ocarina of Time Master Quest, which is exactly Ocarina of Time, but it's way more difficult. Like, the entire game becomes something new, even though it's the same thing, because the difficulty level is stupid hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently people love it. I guess the difference there, though, that's iterating on something you already, in theory, like. Like, um, it's not... It's like me replaying Resident Evil 4. Four or seven on a higher difficulty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess the one, true. The, the concern I have here is it's like, but that's still played like Ocarina of Time. There wasn't a stamina gauge for climbing and attacking, and mm. there wasn't like shield and sword mechanics. I'm sure there were because that game's always had that. But like stamina draining, Dark Souls esque, get those flurry hits in, leap out, kind of get to a safe distance. Okay. But yeah, it's. Think there'll, be any fa- think there'll be any hardware failures or anything like that? Nintendo's not usually on the hardware failure side. They're yeah, pretty... but I feel like they're overdue almost. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, if the batteries are from Nikolai Tracksuit with the Note 7s, I mean, <laughs> expect a lot of them. Well, and there's already talk about how, like, I guess the left thumbstick can freak out occasionally or something. Mm-hmm. I, You know what? I have to say, I, I think... As far as hardware goes, I think this is one of the few things that Nintendo won't fuck up. Okay. So Wait, those sensors were opposing. They're not big on hardware failure. This will be one of the few times they don't screw up. (laughs) Well, I mean, they're screwing up with, like, the DLC releases for Legend of Zelda, I mean, and, like, changing things up too crazy or not really supporting their console. Or there's no games. Yeah, shit like that. Like, this is one of the few things right now they won't fuck up. Because they've been consistently good about hardware. Mm-hmm. So, That's supporting fair. like certain games and things like that is another fucking story. But yeah, no, it's it's a good point. I think I think I to your point. Like I think the thing will probably work fine. It will just have other issues that go along with it. Pro- probably. Yep, that's what I'm banking on. Like the total lack of games. Yep. Or the fucking demand being so high because the supply is so fucking small. Well, so uh, that's actually what I'm most curious about because I suspect it'll be kind of like that Nintendo Legacy console or the uh, Nintendo Classic where there was a window where that thing was super in demand 
and then that window kind of passed, and then they're like, oh, we have them again. Yeah, no one cares. I, I think it's, if there's a scarcity on this thing, they have to fix that scarcity real quick because I don't think this thing's going to review super well. Mm. I Well, it's still hard to find an NES classic. Not at, but there's no longer the demand for it. Like, it's like, yeah, I'd buy one, but I, I wouldn't, but that's a separate topic. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah. You know, I would say one of the things to think about is, like, with the Dreamcast, which was a console that went through a shortage, one of the things that killed it was the PlayStation 2 came out. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. soon after, the PlayStation 2 at the time absolutely destroyed face because the PlayStation 2 came out in a time when DVD players were expensive. And it yep. was one. Now, Nintendo is about to release their console. Horizon Zero Dawn just launched. So if you need a reason to buy a PlayStation 4, there's that. And then in like a month, we get Persona 5. Yeah. I'm sure Charlie can tell me a whole bunch of other things that are coming out now and then too. So if Sony's going to try and beat them down with a stick, they're swinging right now. Well, and just to take a step back, like it's the... We're in this weird time span where a shit ton of really good games are coming out for someone obviously fucked up on scheduling reasons. But, like, this thing doesn't play Resident Evil 7. It doesn't play Horizon. It won't play Ghost Recon. It, The list of things it doesn't play that people are going to want to play, it doesn't play For Honor. It, it, It's missing out on all the big things that are out there right now that, like, it's the... I think the sell of, oh, I'll buy a Switch and I'll also pick up that Horizon Zero Dawn game or that or that For Honor game Charlie keeps going on about. Like, that's an easier sell than, so I can play what? You can play this minigame collection or Zelda, basically. And what else? Mm. Eh, there's stuff, but... Eh. There's no virtual console. There's no, like, um, movie app support for this thing in box. It's literally for all to kind of be my overly pessimistic stuff. This thing is an in, is a Zelda player for the time being. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. very much like the Wii U is a fucking Smash player. It's abandoned a two player, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you your mistake. <laughs> the fact I'll that I'll have to get a copy of Bayonetta then because I've never played Bayonetta. I will loan you mine. That game's oh, fucking shit, yeah, awesome. That's a good game. Okay. That 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 yeah. game is the best thing that came out for the Wii U. <laughs> the first yeah, one's not bad either. <laughs> yeah, no, and like, I guess like the dumb thing for me is they just released a bunch of virtual console games that I would like to buy. Like this week's the the um, Harvest Moon I love so much for virtual console. I won't mm. buy it though until I know what the fuck's going on with the Switch's virtual console. Mm-hmm. True. Like, has there been a console release this confusing before in the past like that you guys can think of? Mm. Kind of the Wii U, but that was more just, this is too little, too late. Who the fuck is this for? Yeah. I mean, despite I selling well, the Wii kind of came out with a, like, what does this thing do atmosphere as well. Yeah, but that was also very much a, like, I think that's what else does this thing do? No one was confused what that thing did. It was the, okay, what else can it do beyond that? Oh, nothing? Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or what the fuck are these controllers? Yeah. Yep. Can I play real games on this? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope you like that waggle. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, want to make some crazy predictions before we put this thing to rest? Sure. Mm, yeah. Let's make some shit up. Um, the thing will print right. money and make all your wildest dreams come true. Two made up. <laughs> I or I already made my prediction of I think there's going to be violence. Sure. That the fact that they over like oversaturated with a lack of supply such a weird sentence to say they've um the... people are hungry for it and they're going to do stupid things because people are stupid and mm-hmm. yeah they've made it completely unavailable and then they've made it burst available and there's no way for them to actually meet the full demand with this stunt um they should have done this online where people can't aren't in arm's reach of each other sure <laughs> Um, so, oh, go ahead. Nah, my thought ended. Go ahead. Okay, so here's my prediction, and this is kind of a hard prediction. E3, Nintendo announces a new Smash game. Okay. A few months later, before Christmas, game is released. It just so happens there'll be a second wave of surge during E3's announcement, and then, of course, another surge towards the holidays of console availability. There will be dry spells in between, I believe. But that's how they'll push the surge hype, where all of a sudden they have a second demand. So that's that's my theory. Like it just it, it just kind of like I don't know. It makes sense that they would announce it because I don't know if you guys heard, but apparently Nintendo has a fuck ton of floor space at E three this year. They like they leaked out some of the floor maps. I didn't look at that. I heard about it though. Yeah, but they have a fuck ton of. They had a fuck ton last year, too. But, I mean, like, apparently, like, compared to what they normally have, it's a lot. Fair. So, my guess is they're going to announce a good wave of games come E3 that'll build the hype back up. And it'll be, like, franchise titles. So, I'm predicting for sure Smash, possibly another Donkey Kong. But I could go for another Donkey Kong. Yeah. I I just think this thing's going to land so bad. I guess this is my prediction. I, I think we're gonna this thing's gonna become synonymous with like phrases like half baked, incomplete. By the time that kind of release glut happens, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to come back from. Like people still associate the Xbox One with always on aligned stuff, and that hasn't been the case since ever really. That game didn't even release with that functionality as part of it. I, I yeah. just think like the the first couple months for this game are gonna be or this not game, this console are going to be brutal and the damage control after that's going to be bad. Like it's the, you have their online play launching in a super confusing state that no one quite gets. There is Mm -hmm. no virtual console at launch. There are very few games at launch. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not as powerful as the other consoles out there. So you can't even pull that card it's this weird hybrid, but also a home console thing that I think it's gonna it's gonna be hard to justify that for some people. When it's like, it's like, is this really a home console? Yeah, but it's nowhere near as powerful as my Xbox three, my Xbox One, or my PS4. Okay, so it's a handheld, a handheld with a two and a half hour to three hour battery life. 
My phone can stream Netflix. This thing can't stream Netflix out of the box. This thing requires yep. a Wi-Fi signal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Does it have all the functionality the 3DS has? I suspect it won't, but, like, I don't know. Like, is this thing kind of the unholy amalgamation of game controls and a tablet, and then you have the I can lose controllers, and I can lose, and I can crack a tablet in half? Fucking yeah. <laughs> I, some guy I, at Wendy's can just steal it from you. Yeah, it's... Well, especially because the grips you're holding on to, you could just, like, quickly grab that screen and yank, and you could probably have a console then. Yep. Most of one. Yeah. $60 in replacement controller exactly, bits yeah. away yeah. from it, but yeah. That's, that's, that's all I can think about using this thing on a subway or something. Like, part of my brain's like, couldn't you just, like, run by and grab the screen part and run off with it? Mm-hmm. I doubt the thing's got, you know, a lockout tagout lock. I like highly I doubt it, it yeah. <laughs> if they're making you use your phone for voice chat, fucking yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah i don't know we'll we'll see but i'm i'm definitely i i'm i'm pretty solid on my prediction as far as like you're gonna hear some shit at e3 and i'm guessing i'm, I'm gonna throw okay so of the three games i'm thinking that'll be big on the announcement at e3 just because i'm gonna, i mean these are not confirmed at all so this is just speculation purely on my end because i'm pulling these out of my ass smash will be one possibly a donkey kong and then maybe just for the sake of like appeasing the the big Japanese crowd, you're going to get a Fire Emblem. I think Fire Emblem's a given, like, because the, the mobile version of that's doing pretty well for itself. I, Yeah. I... Your the wife. games I want, I want Pokemon on it. Like, that's... It's it's so dumb. That's all I want on this thing. I want that and, like, Monster Hunter. Mm. I want mm-hmm. games that have been exclusively handheld games on my TV. Have you heard about a game called Dauntless? No. Sounds familiar. There's a four-player co-op online Monster Hunter game that's been... I think it just hit alpha. It's free to play. What's One of my friends game? was telling me about it. It sounds like a thing you would enjoy. Same friend introduced me to totally... was it? Totally Accurate Battle Simulator as well. Ah, yes. A game I want to come out so I can buy it. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. Like the fact we're already having some backtracking, where it's like, "Hey, this game requires touchscreen all the time," kind of worries me some. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just don't think this thing's gonna have a good launch. Like as much as like I, I'm, I know I'm being stereotypically cynical and being like, "Fuck you, Nintendo." I mm-hmm. don't think this thing lands well. This, if there's so many ways it could go, just hilariously catastrophically wrong for them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, God forbid they have some type of techno- uh, physical technology issue, like bad batteries or something. That thing will be dead mm. in the water from day one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be crippling. Yeah. But, yeah, it's we'll, we'll see. I, I suspect a lot of people didn't know what, like, part of the issue is I don't even know what I'm buying. Like, it's the I've seen the unboxing videos for it, and I'm like, okay, but what am I actually buying? Mm-hmm. Can I put this on its side? How much does the kickstand suck? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it waterproof or water resistant? That screen, how fragile is it? I yeah, how's it stand up to rain and me leaving my house? Yeah. Yeah. 
You boys want to close this one out? Sure thing. Yeah, I think we beat the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Uh, with a Switch. I just thought it would be fun enough. to kind of have a locked-in-time... The, the the console's not out. Our last chance to speculate on whatever the what the fuck is this console kind of thing, yeah. and see how much we're right. We we're officially locked in, if you will, at this point. We'll My check back in violence. at Christmas. <laughs> I think there's a high chance you're right. Violence is violence is the the one like option you pick in Vegas. That's like a one point five to one. <laughs> Sir, you cannot bet on something we know is going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet it rains tomorrow. Not in general. No, just... Ever again. Guy walks up. I'll take that action. You're betting it's never going to rain again. Yeah. (laughs) Guy turns out to be a rain guy. Just prevents it from happening. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) Why is it always snowing and never raining? Mm-hmm. Because the snow god bet against the rain god, and so uh, <laughs> he's good at his job. Frost damage, motherfucker! <laughs> You're welcome to your, do your job. You can't force me to do mine. Exactly. There you go. So we have no right. We not. Yeah, we have no listener mail. Not writer mail. We have no write ins this week. But if you wish to contact us, how would you go about doing that? Hmm. I think there's an email, and it goes something like wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. That sounds about right. Yeah. Does that sound about right, Joe? Yeah. So first, you go to either Alex or Charlie's houses, and you knock on the door, and then you politely tell their faces what you would like them to repeat later. Or go to wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. One of these is a lot easier than the other. Send your mail to us. Less likely to get punched. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of these two yeah. will punch you, and which one is less likely to punch you? I'll let you figure out. Oh, I'm Jay and Silent <laughs> bobbing the shit out of these emails. I'm going to people's houses. <laughs> uh, side topic, but they're announcing another Jane. Well, they announced another Jane Silent Bob film. Yeah, I. As someone who's a big fan of Jane Silent Bob, I. I, I... I don't want more Jane Silent Bob. Well, for me, I would like another Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith, if you're listening to the podcast, please hit me up at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. I'd like some tickets. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Let me know if that works out. Every week, I'm just going to call out a random celebrity of something I want and just be like, hey, by the way, if you have a chance, email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. This week, Kevin Smith, I'd like to go to a screening. (laughs) I'm not sure how it take to uh, Kevin Smith emailing us in, being like, listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, shit! Silent what? Bob, listen to the podcast? It, it's Kevin Smith. No, it's not Silent Bob! <laughs> Is Jay there? Jason Muse. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, 50 episodes, guys. 50 episodes. 50 fucking episodes. Yeah, basically. Working those dogs for 50 (laughs) fucking episodes at Something Wicked Studios. Hard in the podcast mind for 50 fucking episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To keep clothes on your your, uh, insubordinate, thankless back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Someday we'll have a podcast that I'm not in and one of you stuck editing where it's like, oh shit, how does he do this? Mm Mm-mm. 
I'll do it, but just so you know, all raw <laughs> footage is going up. That's all it is. Every single fucking sound is going right up. Alex, there's just 20 minutes of dead air. Yeah, I no? deleted a section by accident. <laughs> I felt like it, a... I felt like it had it needed a certain something. Yeah. Yeah, I like anything. <laughs> Why'd you leave nothing? It gives the real air of being in the room with us where there's awkward silences and staring at each other. Yeah, I'm not editing out the yeah. awkward pauses between jokes. There yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ah, oh, cue the metal. Ah!